Hello, everyone. Welcome to Yelling from Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Burdovich. This is the final week of the regular season, week 18. Pick'ems. Gage, how's it going, man? Doing good, man. How are you doing? All right. We are recording right now during the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. So if you hear a little, you know, <laughs> reaction in the background from a certain Pittsburgh fan over here, you'll know why. Right, Gage? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I would <laughs> never. <laughs> oh, man. And it, it is, as we were just talking before we record here, it's very wet in this game right here. Uh, you know, I don't expect a whole lot of passing to go on in this game. And uh, Pittsburgh needs to win in order to keep their playoff hopes alive. Baltimore is setting a lot of starters. Uh, they got Pittsburgh as a three-point favorite right here. But, uh, you know, we're not going to pick this game because it's going on right now. But, uh, Gage, what, how you feeling right now about it? Well, it's funny you said about, you know, you don't expect a lot of passing, yet Pittsburgh's first drive, they go for two handoffs. Najee fumbles, one recovers it. Jalen bobbles the pitch, and it's like, okay, maybe we should pass a little bit. <laughs> um, and even with a loss, surprisingly, the Steelers can still get in the playoffs. They just need, I think it's like a Jacksonville loss and a Denver win or something, which is yep. still very, it could happen. It's likely it will. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but, you know, win really helps the chances here for Pittsburgh. Uh, and you got a good opportunity with, you know, Lamar and everybody out for Baltimore. But we'll see how it is. And like I said, you know, if you hear a little reaction in the background, just uh, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but we will start off, though. We will pick tonight's game. Uh, it is an AFC South battle. Uh, it It's uh, – the Houston Texans travel to Indy to face the Indianapolis Colts. Playoff indications on the line here. If the winner of this one wins and Jacksonville loses, they win the AFC South. Houston's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this AFC South playoff matchup? Maybe. Yeah, this matchup this week, it's like it's one of the very few games where both teams have their starters playing. But most of the games, you know, one or both teams have bench players in this game. For the most part, at least, I would say both teams are going to have their playoff starting teams uh, in. And I think Houston is just the overall better team. Gardner Minshew, I, it, it really, it, he varies week by week. Meanwhile, C.J. Stroud, we've seen what he can do. I think he's maybe only had one or two bad games this season, which for a rookie, that's pretty good. So I'm going to take Houston on this, and I will take the points. Yeah, uh, Houston, they're without uh, – they'll be without Noah Brown this week. Uh, they're, you know, Tank Dale, obviously, which leaves the door open for the duo that uh, was hitting pretty good earlier in the season, C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins. Um, Indianapolis, on the other hand, Jonathan Taylor, he's scored a touchdown in five straight games. Michael Pittman has been pretty consistent uh, target for Gardner Minshew all season. This game's in Indy. I, I like Houston in this one, though, because C.J. Stroud, I believe, is the better quarterback of the two, and they've been playing really well. Give me Houston to win and maybe possibly sneak into the playoffs there for that AFC South title. We'll see. So we move over to tomorrow, the first game of the day. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 8-8 eight eight, travel to Carolina to face the Carolina Panthers. 
Tampa Bay's a four-point favorite. Gage, who you like in this one? There's just too many uh, reasons why Tampa Bay should win this one that I think they're going to. Um, I saw a thing like Baker Mayfield's contract. If he makes the playoffs, it's like an extra $250,000 bonus. So he's going to be playing for that. Carolina, they don't know what's going on with their owner, with their coach. They don't know what's going on. I don't even know if they know Bryce Young's their franchise quarterback. So with everything said, I know we don't like to do it, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay here, and I'm going to take the points. Last week I was burned last week by taking Tampa Bay (laughs) in a game uh, as I went all season until the last two weeks, and I picked Tampa Bay. And, and and I got burned last week because they lost and they had a chance to clinch. They got a chance to clinch this week. Uh, like you said, Carolina, they have nothing to play for at all. They don't care. They're just, you know, trying to get this season over with. Their owner's out here throwing drinks on opposing fans and doing all kinds of stuff. It's getting crazy down there in Charlotte. And with that being said, you know, Tampa Bay's got a shot to win, make the playoffs. Give me the Buccaneers to win this game and to cover and to win the NFC South and make the playoffs. And, you know, I'm definitely not taking them in any game in the playoffs. Mark it down right now. All right. I thought thought that was funny last week, like seeing Tampa Bay lose. And I'm like, man, we both picked them to win because we both said the Saints were so bad, yet they come out and just – dominate against tampa bay it's like okay yeah and then it's like well i'm not picking them again then you look and they're playing the panthers it's like oh no it's like okay, i can't I do to. that yeah <laughs> it's not the way i wanted it to go but there it is oh the next matchup the minnesota vikings at seven and nine travel to detroit to face the detroit Lions. just to make sure you report as eligible on this one Detroit's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? I think the Vikings don't really have a set quarterback currently, and I'm pretty sure that's true. I think we can all agree on that. And they just don't know what they're doing, whether it be Nick Mullins or uh, I can't think of the other guy's name, uh, Jaron Hall. But, like, Hall started last week, and it flipped to uh, Nick Mullins. I think it was in the second half or maybe second quarter. I forget. Yeah. Jaron Hall was just that bad. Uh, what are they doing this week? I don't think they've even announced it yet. Or if they have, I haven't seen it. Uh, Detroit, I mean, are they going to be sitting anybody? Maybe just, you know, putting uh, their pro players on a snap count? Maybe. I don't think so, though. So I'm going to take Detroit on this one, and I'm going to take the points. Yeah, uh, Minnesota last week with Jaron Hall starting, uh, he played the half and they took him out and put in Nick Mullins. The offense looked a little bit better in that second half with Nick Mullins. I think he gives them a better shot of the two quarterbacks that they've got right there. Uh, I don't think they've even mentioned Joshua Dobbs for whatever reason. Uh, you know, he had a great couple of weeks with them, you know, after being traded mid, mid, mid week. Uh, the, the Lions last week had a shot to, you know, get a number two seed at least and hang in there for a number one seed if not been for the play mm-hmm. at Dallas, the two-point play that was called back because the uh, tackle didn't report. But did he report? Or did they announce that they thought it was the wrong one reporting or whatever was going on there? 
Uh, Detroit really won't have a whole lot to play for this week, but Minnesota also doesn't have a whole lot to play for. Like you said, I don't know if they're going to start their starters playing, put them on a snap count or what, but uh, I'm going to take Detroit in this one too, uh, but I don't think they'll cover. I think they'll win by about a field goal, and this is one of those games where they're just trying to get through the week and Lions are trying to stay healthy for the playoffs and the Vikings are looking forward to the offseason. It's funny to talk about the Detroit play because it's like, okay, the, maybe the refs did call them the wrong number. Okay, because you, you see a video afterwards, it's like 70 and 68 going to talk to the ref. Okay, two players can't report as eligible, whatever. At that point, they announced it over the stadium. If you're Jared Goff or um, Dan Campbell, you call a timeout because you're like, no, that's not true. And then you're just given a different play. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, you want to blame the refs on that one, but really, you should blame yourselves. Yep. That, like you said, whenever it got announced that, you know, 70 is reported as eligible, you're, that's when you call the timeout and you're like, whoa, whoa, no, 70 is not reported eligible. It's 68. <laughs> and then you, you, you know, try to run a different play. And even then, I mean, with that play, you know, they got it. It's like, okay, uh, that's an eligible receiver penalty. Well, let's just kick the extra point. No, we're going to go for it again. And then it's offsides on the defense. And it's like, okay, that's two. Let's just go ahead and kick the extra point. And then it's a low throw to a tight end at the two-yard line on the ground. And it's like, you should have just took the point. Right? <laughs> go to overtime. Because, I mean, they still had a shot to become the one seed in the NFC, you know, with a win. But, you know, uh, they just – I don't know what happened there. Najee Harris just scores a touchdown. Oh, I'm a little bit behind you. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, but I don't know what happened there. Like you said, that should be – I mean, you know, they want to blame the refs and everything, but they, they also had opportunities to not let that happen, you know, but they yeah. did. And we move on to the next matchup, which is an AFC East matchup between the New York Jets at 6-10, and 10, traveling to the Patriots at 4-12. and 12. The Patriots are a two-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this intriguing matchup? I think it's going to, you know, be up for grabs for a boring game of the week. I, I don't see this one being exciting. I mean, Bailey Zappi has done good with the Patriots. The Jets, they're, they struggle a lot. They struggle a lot, no matter who's that quarterback, whether it be Zach Wilson or uh, who else, uh, Trevor Simeon or whoever else decide, they decide to throw back there. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will come back for this week, so this way he can just chuck it downfield. Who knows? Uh, it's just quarterback play in a lot of these games, and it's like you, you don't expect much, especially from the Jets. Um, Patriots, on the other hand, you, you kind of do expect a lot from them. They're playing basically for Belichick's uh, – ego or win record at this point because they're not making playoffs and the jets i don't think they have a chance to do it either it's just gonna be bills and dolphins uh fighting that one out so i'm gonna go with the patriots on this one i'll take the points but it's not gonna be exciting at all this matchup this could be the last game bill belichick coaches for new england and you know the players have all got to know that going into this game uh, the Patriots have played pretty good lately with Bailey Zappi. I mean, decent, you know, last few weeks. Uh, the Jets have just been awful. Uh, the offense is, you know, 
horrible for the Jets. You know, it doesn't matter who they put back there at quarterback. Uh, but uh, I'll take the Patriots in this one to win and send Bill Belichick out of New England, maybe into retirement with a win. Not a Super Bowl win, but just a win in Week 18 against those Jets. Uh, the next matchup has got some playoff indications as well, depending on what Tampa Bay does. The Atlanta Falcons at 7-9 travel to New Orleans to face the New Orleans Saints. Saints are a three-point favorite. Gage. What do you think about this one? It's crazy that these two teams still have a chance to make the playoffs. Not even make the playoffs, but clinch their division. It's like the Falcons are so bad that I don't understand how they're even in this situation. And I would like to trash the Saints, but they came out, shut up the Buccaneers last week, and told me to shut up while I was at it. So I don't really know what to say about this. I mean – and neither team, once again, this is a game where I don't think really any of the starters are going to be sitting. Um, and I don't even know if this one comes down to quarterback play. I mean, yeah, you look at Derek Carr and it's like, if he has a bad game, you know the Saints are going to lose. It doesn't matter what Kamara or anybody else can do. If you you know, you know look at the Falcons and it's like, okay, what can Beyond Robinson do? Because he's like the focal point, even though I'm sure – uh, fantasy managers were mad last week when Tyler Algier scored 75-yard touchdown instead of Bijan. Luckily, that wasn't me. But <laughs> um, uh, I just, going off the skill positions, going off the fact that the Saints have a little bit of a better defense than the Falcons, I'm going to take the Saints, and I'm going to take the points in here. The Saints last week come out and beat the Buccaneers and kept their playoff hopes alive by doing that. Falcons, on the other hand, played the Bears last week, and the Bears destroyed the Falcons in Chicago. Falcons still have a shot to win, like you said. Like, you know, if, if they win and the Buccaneers lose somehow, which, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but at least they are still got to play just, you know, just in case. But I think the Saints are going to come out being at home. They're going to win this game, and I think that they'll cover that spread because the Falcons just are not a very good team. Saints, you know, not much better, but they did win. I think they'll improve off that win from last week, and they still won't make a playoff, so it don't matter on that. (laughs) (laughs) The next matchup, we go to the AFC North, and the Cleveland Browns traveling to Cincinnati to face the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are a seven-point favorite. Gage, are you liking this matchup? I mean, Cleveland already has a playoff spot locked. I don't – I mean, with a loss or with a win, I don't think they move up or down seed-wise. So I think I'm pretty sure they're sitting a lot of their people, which smart on their part. The Bengals, on the other hand, um, which receiver was out this week? Is it Higgins or Boyd? Uh, Higgins is questionable to play. Questionable, okay. I thought it said he was out, but questionable. They may Um, have. Last I'd heard yesterday. Hmm. That, that makes it kind of tough, but you still got Jamar back there. Jake Browning's favorite target, Jamar Chase. Um, Joe Mixon, he's playing you know, for more incentives. I think he needs a, a touchdown to get it. I don't know how much it is, but he still needs it. Um, and the Bengals' defense, I was just talking about this with my dad the other night. He was like, you know, what other division, besides the AFC North, can you look at all four teams and say, oh, each one of those teams has a very good defense. Maybe not great, maybe not 
elite, but very good. And there is none, because even the Bengals, sitting in last place, have a good defense. And Cleveland, with all their uh, starters resting for the most point, I think Cincinnati's going to be able to take advantage of that. going to take Cincinnati here, but I'm not going to take the points. Yeah, the Browns are going to be resting everybody, uh, kind of like how the Ravens are today. The Bengals are going to be playing all their guys, you know, trying to get over 500, you know, and finish with at least a win in the division this season. <laughs> They're 0-5 right now. They have the Browns have been a tough matchup for the Bengals for the past couple of years. Like if the Browns aren't very good, you know, against other teams, they somehow beat the Bengals and beat them handily. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think the Bengals will go out with a win and they will go over 500 and what could possibly be the final game for T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Cause I'm not sure that the Bengals will resign them, unfortunately, which that'll be, yeah, that will, that will hurt, but we'll see how it goes in the off season, but I'll enjoy this game tomorrow and hopefully see the Bengals get a win for the final time this season. <laughs> because they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> and the next matchup, the Jacksonville Jaguars at 9-7 and seven win, and you clinch the AFC South. They travel to Tennessee to face Tennessee Titans, who are 5-11. and 11. Jacksonville is a five-point favorite. Trevor Lawrence is questionable for this game as well. Gage, what do you think about it? So I will admit there may be some bias in this one. Um, as if the Jaguars lose and the Steelers win, I'm pretty sure the Steelers clinch. Um, so with that being said, um, <laughs> oh, man, do I want to just say it right now or do I want to explain a little bit? How the heck with it? Give me Tennessee. <laughs> Why not? Give me the underdogs here. Man, I would go with you on that if Will Levis was playing, but Tannehill's playing, although Tannehill did play pretty good. Well, not really pretty good. I mean, he's still the backup. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so scratch whatever I just said there. Anyways, the Jacksonville Jaguars, if they're without Lawrence and they have to play Bethert, that's going to hurt their chances there. I like Ryan Tannehill better as a starter than I do C.J. Bethert. Titans don't have as much to play for as the Jaguars. Jaguars win, you're in. But if Lawrence ain't playing, give me the Titans to win in an upset and spoil the Jacksonville Jaguars playoff chances i'm with you give me tennessee and hey ryan Tannehill played good for ryan Tannehill. that that is what i meant to say a while ago yes (laughs) ryan played good for ryan Tannehill. absolutely (laughs) um that is the one o'clock window we move on to the 425 matchups and the seattle seahawks at eight and eight travel to arizona to face the arizona cardinals seattle's a three-point favorite they have playoff hopes as well. They were hurt last week with a loss to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Gage, who do you like in this one? Yeah, the Seahawks coming off the loss to Pittsburgh. And Arizona, what can we say about them coming off a statement win last week against the Eagles? I, I don't think anyone expected that. And it, yep. it was incredible to see. It's also good to see James Conner score, what, two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. Well, that's also beside the point. Um, it, it, I think the Cardinals are a much better team um, offensive-wise than what people give them credit for, but their defense really lacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, he's 
past couple weeks especially, known for turning the ball over. Then last week, the defense doesn't uh, get a turnover against him. So I think that's their weakness right now. Meanwhile, Seattle played a great game last week against Pittsburgh, ended up losing. But their run game, is, as long as Kenneth Walker's healthy, it, they should not have a problem. But Kenneth Walker left the game last week, and I haven't heard anything um, health status update-wise. And their wide receivers are just, they're so good. Uh, I say that, yet Tyler Lockett, I think, was held to one catch last week. But still, they're very good compared to Arizona, who they have Greg Dortch, who took over last week. And they don't really have anyone else. I mean, got, they got the tight end, but you can't use just those two the entire time. So I'm going to go with Seattle on this one. I think they make the playoffs. Give me Seattle. Give me the points. Yeah, Seattle coming off of a, a close loss, and Arizona coming off of a close win over Philly. I don't know if that says anything about Arizona or if that says more about Philly uh, losing to Arizona there because they've really struggled here uh, towards the end of the season. But Arizona, you know, uh, you said Dorch uh, McBride, he usually gets quite a few catches as well from Arizona. Uh, uh, Seattle, I think, you know, like you said, if Kenneth Walker plays, the running game's good. They got all the receivers, you know, Metcalf and Lockett and, you know, uh, the, the kid from Ohio State, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> Smith and Jigba. Smith and Jigba, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think that they're they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Arizona doesn't really have much to play for. Uh, Seattle, you know, if they win, they've got a good shot to get in. Give me Seattle to win this one and give me Seattle to cover that three-point spread. The next matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs at 10 and 6 travel to LA to face the LA Chargers. LA's a three and a half point favorite. Kansas City looks like they're going to be sitting some people. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? Kansas City, I mean, even with their starters, they've been having a very hard time this year. Uh, last week, beating Cincinnati, but off of the foot of Butker. The dude went six for six on field goals, and you you can't. You can't expect to go into the playoffs and win like that. And I know this isn't the playoffs, but still, you can't lean on Bucker the entire time. Um, so I think that says something about that Chiefs offense. And, you know, they're they're sitting some people. Okay, Kelsey, Mahomes, they really have no true number one receiver to sit. So it's like they all better be playing. I don't know. But <laughs> and with the Chargers, I mean, you're led by Easton Stick. That's all I got to say about that. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the points. Man, does it change your mind that Blaine Gabbert is starting for the Chiefs this Sunday? Not really. I like Gabbert. I know he's like a career backup for the most part, but I've liked him for the times that I've seen him play. Yeah, the Chiefs last week, the Chiefs have struggled for most of this season. Uh, you know, starting out the beginning of the year, you know, with that loss to Detroit. I know Detroit's turned out to be pretty decent. And Kansas City, you know, that was at home, trophy night, you know, banner night. And, you know, they, they lose that game. And you're like, okay, well, they'll bounce back. They really haven't looked that great all season long. Uh, they haven't found their number one receiver, maybe Rasheed Rice. I don't know. It's definitely not Kadarius Tony. Um, Travis Kelsey, he's, you know, played – well in some games and he's disappeared in others 
Uh, that's going to be a real issue when they get to the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, for this, it really won't matter. Um, the Chargers, you know, hey, they got Easton Stick playing quarterback. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> give me the Chiefs in this one as well uh, to win it. And this is like, you know, one of them games that's just, you know, like several games, either they're, they've got something on the line or absolutely nothing. And this is one of those absolutely nothing ones, but uh, I'll take the Chiefs in this one as well uh, to beat two in an upset. <laughs> Sounds weird to say, but according to the spread, it's an upset. <laughs> the other AFC matchup, AFC West matchup, also has no playoff indications. The Denver Broncos at eight and eight, with Jared Stidham as quarterback, travel to Vegas to face the Vegas Raiders. Vegas is a three and a half or is a three point favorite. Max Crosby has said that he wants Antonio Pierce to keep the head coaching job. So, Gage, do you think that the Raiders will come out and play hard for Pierce this week to try to convince the owner to keep him? Gotta say, week one, if you would have said, you know, hey, make a list of quarterbacks you expect to be starting in week 18. Aiden O'Connell versus Jared Stidham would not have been on my bingo card for that. <laughs> but the, the three-point spread kind of intrigues me a little bit. I hate three-point spreads because it's like, okay, it's likely going to be more than three points. There, The chance of it being less than that is not very high. And also, like you said, Antonio Pierce is winning over his players very, very much so. I didn't think that they would have stuck with him, you know, after the season, but the way that the team has been performing, the way that the players have been talking about him, uh, I could see them, you know, hiring him as the full-time head coach. And Jarrett Stidham, I, I liked him, liked him last year when he played for the Raiders, but I don't think he's had the time with the starters. The only good thing they got going for them is hopefully they get Cortland Sutton back, but I think he's still questionable for this week. Give me the Raiders, but I'm going to go against the spread. I like the Raiders in this one as well. They're going to be playing their starters mainly, you know. Uh, but uh, And they're playing for Antonio Pierce. Uh, you could tell that the players really love Antonio Pierce. And, you know, up until this week – before all these comments and stuff, I thought, well, they probably won't keep him as a coach, although he did a good job. I know that they like to bring in a big name, and the biggest name out there possibly after tomorrow or after Monday is Michigan's head coach, Jim Harbaugh. So there's that scenario there. But the players said that they love playing for Pierce, and maybe he ends up get taking that interim tag off and becoming the permanent coach. We'll see. Denver, on the other hand, you know, with Jared Stidham playing quarterback, you know, like you said, he hasn't had a whole lot of time with that offense. Russell Wilson's stats this year was not bad, but that contract issue is what, you know, why he was benched in the first place. So no telling where he's going to end up next season because he's not going to be back with Denver. That being said, the Vegas Raiders are going to have something to play for. They're going to win this game. And uh, I think that it'll be a push. I'll give them the three points there. Give me the Raiders in this one. The next matchup, it's an AFC East matchup. Those struggling Philadelphia Eagles at 11-5 and five travel to Jersey to face the New York Giants, who are 5-11. and 11. 
Philly's a four and a half point favorite. They have something to play for in this one, which is the NFC East the title. Gage, what do you think about this one? I was talking about this uh, with one of my friends the other day, and I was like, you know, if the Eagles end up losing and the Steelers end up winning this game, the Steelers will have 10 wins and Eagles will have 11. And Philly was supposed to be, oh, this so much better team, but only one win separates them. So it's like Philly, they've broken down these past couple weeks and have not had a good second half of the season at all. But with Tyrod Taylor playing for the Giants, uh, I if the Giants win, I will, I will be surprised. I'm going to go Philly here. Like you said, they have something to play for. Um, try and win the division still. I'm going to take Philly, and I'm going to take the points. Yeah, it's crazy how Philly was, like, rolling early in the season and in, like, this last little bit of the stretch has not been good. Pittsburgh just recovers a fumble here. Uh, Has not been good for Philly. And, you know, like you said, if they lose, it's it's 11-win season, which for most teams, that's a pretty good year. But for the way Philly started and their expectations and everything, not good. The Giants really ain't got a whole lot to play for. They actually don't have nothing to play for. Tyrod's starting for them. You know, who knows if DeVito comes in, plays. Who knows with that situation there. Give me Philly to win because they still have that NFC East title opportunity there and a possible number two seed, which it really doesn't matter if you don't get that one seed. But, you know, (laughs) a a home playoff game is a lot better than going on the road to Tampa Bay, say, you know. But uh, give me Philly in this one, and uh, I think that they will uh, cover that spread of four and a half. The L.A. Rams at nine and seven travel to San Francisco to face the San Francisco 49ers at 12 and four. San Francisco's a four-point favorite in this one. Gage, San Francisco's already locked up the home field advantage in the one seed, probably not playing any starters. What do you think about this matchup? If I read reports correctly, neither of these teams will be playing their starters. Like you said, the Niners locking up the number one seed. Obviously, they're not going to play their starters. And the Rams, I'm pretty sure they locked up a playoff spot. I know Kyron Williams is out this week, just, you know, a healthy scratch. Pretty sure Stafford and Cooper Cup, I think, are also um, resting this week. So, you know, you don't really expect this game to be that good of a game just based on that. Um, it'll probably be Sam Darnold, you know, quarterbacking for the Niners. And I couldn't even tell you who the Rams' backup is. So, I, you know, that's like a, a coin toss there with who that's going to be. I'm not even too sure who they have on their depth chart there anymore. Um, but I, I'm not going to deviate based off what I would say if the starters were playing. I'm going to take the Niners in this one. Um, yeah, like I said, most of their starters benched. So, you know, Sam Darnold and then wide receiver, probably Jawan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod, Elijah Mitchell in the backfield. And their defense, they're good all over the place there. So that's why I'm going to take the Niners here and I'm going to take the points. Yeah, like you said, if you look on paper here and you just see these two teams and don't see what week it is, you're like, oh, well, that's a pretty, pretty nice little matchup there. But it's week 18. They're not playing any starters. The Rams' other starting quarterbacks or other quarterbacks on the roster right now is uh, you got Stetson Bennett, the fourth, 
Georgia quarterback, former Georgia quarterback, Carson Wentz. And if you know who this guy is, let me know. Dresser Wynn. What? Yeah. Dresser Wynn from UT Martin. Yeah, yeah. That is the quarterback roster for the Rams right now. Could not tell you who that is. So, I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Rams this week. And, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot else to say on this because they're not playing any starters. Either team's not playing any starter. Uh, but I'll go with you on this. I'll go with the Niners because of that. You know, that's who I'd pick if it was just them two playing straight up. But the Rams lately, they've got a little bit of momentum heading into this playoffs. They could be a dangerous first-round matchup for a team. And we'll see how it goes. But uh, give me the Niners in this one. They just showed a stat on the Baltimore game that Melvin Gordon has lost 19 fumbles in his career, and it's the most by any non-quarterback since 2015. Sir, you need to practice your ball control skills. Wow. How is Melvin Gordon still even in the league? Which <laughs> <laughs> is probably why he's playing. Oh, look, it's Brad Allen as the referee right here. Uh, Speaking of a controversy earlier. Uh, <laughs> Don't don't but, do any uh, eligible receiver plays. Yeah, if you do, make sure you go right up to him, whisper it in his ear, something I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but Melvin Gordon, I mean, uh, that's why he's playing Week 18 uh, for a team that doesn't have any starters playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so uh, the next matchup, uh, 425 matchup, the Dallas Cowboys at 11 and five. They also playing for that NFC East title. Face the Washington Commanders. Dallas is a 13-point favorite in this one. Gage, what do you think about this one? I believe if Dallas wins this game, correct me if I'm wrong, but Dallas wins this game, they lock up the division. So they're playing for everything here. And it's not like, you know, oh, we have to watch the Eagles at 1 o'clock so this way we know if we have to play hard or not. You're not going to know because you're playing at the same time. So it's going to be a good one, I think. Washington, uh, we've brought this up before. They always play the teams within their division the hardest, it seems. And then you go outside the division, it's like, no, we're not going to play at all. But I don't think that's going to matter. I'm going to take Dallas on this one. Playoff, you know, locking up the division, playoff hopes in line for this. Give me the Cowboys, but 13 is a lot. I'm not going to take the points. I think Dallas is going to come out. I think they're going to roll in this one. Washington's already looking up to be a top five pick in the draft. They're not going to put up any kind of fight in this one. Uh, it's going to be Ron Rivera's last game. He's going to probably get fired after this season. They're going to start new with a top five pick, new coach. Cowboys, they're fighting for that NFC title, NFC East title. They win. They clinch it. Give me the Cowboys in this one. I think they roll. Dallas uh, always plays really good against the commanders. Dak Prescott always has good game against them. Give me them. Give me them to cover this spread too. And uh, Pittsburgh looks like they may have lost the ball just now and Baltimore recovers. But yeah, give me, uh, give me Dallas in that one and give me Dallas to win the NFC East. And now we go to Sunday night's matchup, which is for, which will be for the AFC East Division crown. The Buffalo Bills at 10 and 6 travel to Miami to face the Miami Dolphins, who are 11 and 5. Winner wins the AFC East. 
Losers still may make the playoffs, but they won't they won't get that, you know, home field game. Buffalo's a two and a half point favorite in this one. Gage, what do you think about this one? This is kind of similar to my Jacksonville pick. Um now the Dolphins this week. I can actually explain this one a little bit more. The Dolphins, um, likely they're getting Raheem Mostert back. Uh, top in the league in touchdowns and rushing yards. Um, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waz, your pass catchers. Your defense, yeah, you lost Bradley Chubb last week in a blowout. Don't even know why he was still out there. But you lost him for the season. I don't know if that's really going to matter. Buffalo has been very up and down this season, and you just never know who – like which version of the team is going to come out. And Stefan Diggs, him and Josh Allen need to get back on the same page if they want any chance of A, winning this game, and B, making a run in the playoffs. I'm going to take Miami here. Give me the underdogs. Miami last week come out and before the game thought, well, we've got a pretty good offense. We'll be able to hang with Baltimore. And Baltimore proved why they are the Super Bowl favorites right now, putting up 56 against them. Like, earlier in the year, Miami puts up 70, and then later in the year, they give up 56. I don't know how many times that's ever happened where a team has scored that many points in one game in a season and then turn around and give up that many points later on in the year. Uh, Buffalo, they've been playing pretty good as of late. They've got the momentum. Don't know what kind of – you know, what that'll do to Miami's, you know, psyche losing that bad last week to, to Baltimore. Like you said, don't know why Bradley Chubb was in the game in the fourth quarter down 30. Just uh, <laughs> not very smart at all, and, and he's hurt and he's out. I think that Buffalo comes in. I think Buffalo wins this game and wins the AFC division, AFC East division. Give me Buffalo. Give me Buffalo to cover. That's our picks. That is the week 18 picks, the final week of the season. And, man, next week it'll be wild card matchup. Uh, man, uh, although with these picks, I think we missed a game. Did we do Chicago and Green Bay? Absolutely, we did not. <laughs> I just skipped completely over that game. That game's got playoff indications, so let's go back to that one real quick. The Chicago Bears at 7-9 travel to Green Bay to face the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay's a three-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup that I completely didn't think about at all? The only reason I remembered this matchup is because this is the game I'm most excited for this week. Justin Fields has been playing incredible. Jordan Love is coming off, what, a four or five touchdown performance against Minnesota. This yes. game has the makings of a very good game this week. And like you said, playoff implications still on the line for both teams. And, you know, for, uh, Green Bay. for oh, okay, for Green Bay. But yeah. it, also draft implications, too. Right now, Chicago's yeah. holding the number one and number 10. If they win, that could get out of the top 10. If they lose, it could come a little bit lower, or I guess technically higher. Um, I. I, I, I love Jordan Love. I have mentioned that so many times here, and I think Jordan Love continues to just keep rolling. Give me the Packers on this one. Give me the points. If if the Packer if the Bears had something to play for, 
this would be a really good game because they've played really good lately. They've had, you know, things going their way. You know, they blew out the Falcons last week. On the other side, the Packers, Jordan Love has looked great this second half of the season especially. And they've got things rolling here. They win. They're in the playoffs. Uh, Chicago, on the other hand, the ownership probably doesn't want Chicago to win this because they're probably looking at Caleb Williams to be the number one pick and take it over for Fields, although Fields have played pretty good lately. And then they you could have two top ten picks there. And they're probably looking to get another head coach, but the head coach probably does not care about draft implications and all that. They're wanting to win and go out on a win. But I think that uh, I think that the Packers are going to win this game and continue their, you know, winning ways heading into the playoffs with some momentum and a big sack for Pittsburgh. Give me Green Bay in this one. I think that they cover. So, yeah, we've hit them all now, I think. God. I'm pretty sure I didn't miss any that time. I think we got them all now. Yeah, they're all in. I can't believe I missed that one because, like I said, that's a playoff indication. It's like, a, you know, if I was going to miss one, I mean, why didn't I miss the Jets-Patriots or something? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, now that is the Week 18 pickums right there. That is it. <laughs> uh, I, next week we'll roll in here with our uh, wild card pickums. I'm excited because – I. You know, you don't know, really, besides Philly, um, San Fran. I mean, obviously, they're not even going to have a game next week. So, it's still up for grabs for almost all the wild card slots on who's playing. Yeah, and, you know, there's several teams out there that's got something to play for, and it's going to be be a good week of of football. I'm excited about tonight's game. Uh, I think that that's going to be – a uh, high-scoring matchup between them. I really think so. I do, too. Houston and Colts. What, what I mean, you, Houston. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what would you think of both of us going 0 for 2 on our college football playoff picks? Oh, man. Yeah, that was uh, – uh, I mean, they were close games, good games, entertaining as can be. But, uh, yeah, we went 0 and 2 on them for sure. Uh, well, I mean – you know, Alabama had a chance there, overtime, and bad snap, and just run right up into the whole line. Uh, I'm not sure about that play call. And then uh, Texas and Washington, you know, Texas had a chance, just a bad throw in the end zone at the end. Or we could have easily went 2-0 and in that one. But, you know, it is what it is. But Monday night, it's uh, Michigan against Washington, defense versus offense. Who you like in the national championship, Gage? I absolutely love Michigan on this one. The the combo between J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum, it feels like they've been unstoppable for the most part. Or if you're able to stop one, you're not able to stop the other. Um, Harbaugh said it after the game on Monday night that he feels J.J. McCarthy is the best quarterback in Michigan history, even behind, oh, I don't know, a seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. So that was crazy to hear. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm going to go Michigan. I know they had their uh, accusations earlier this season after J.J. McCarthy didn't seem to be doing well the, the couple weeks after, but he really picked it up last week. He knows what these playoffs mean. So, yeah, give me Michigan. Yeah, I feel like Michigan's got – 
you know, it's they're destined to win it because, you know, of the the accusations and you know, they Harbaugh set the first three games of the season and he set the last three due to suspension. I like but I like Washington and Michael Penix and that offense, man, uh, they're just fun to watch. Uh, just slinging around everywhere. Like to put up a bunch of points. It'll be interesting to see how Michigan's defense will match up against that high-powered offense like that. But uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Washington just to just to be different on this one. Give me give me the Huskies to win their first national title in over thirty years. All right, I think that's like the With- second pick today. We have different. Yeah, I know we pretty much went, you know, the same there because a lot of these games are just, you know, whatever, you know. But some of them's like got little indications. But this one here's for all the marbles in 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 uh, college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll go Huskies on that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it, that'll be a good matchup to watch too. I, I'll be excited to see that one. Yeah, I, usually, you know, I don't watch a lot of college football. I was watching the uh, the Monday night game during work. I'm so excited to watch this. Don't really know many of the players besides like people we've already mentioned: Michael Penix, JJ McCarthy, Blake Corum. Outside of that, I really don't know. So I'm excited to see what uh, these kids can do. Yeah, it, it should be a good one. And uh, we hop back on here next week. We'll have playoffs for the NFL ready to be picked. It's that time of year. Exciting time of year. Absolutely, man. Well, you have a good one, and we will see you next week, man. All righty. Talk to you later. Later, man.